Hi everyone, so today we are joined by ABB um, and I'm really, really looking forward to this webinar. Um, they are a fascinating global engineering company covering a wide range of different industries from electrification to robotics and automation and motion as well. So we're joined by Jackie, who's the head of talent, who will explain about who ABB is a little bit later on um, in the webinar. Again, we're really lucky to be joined by four grads at ABB who've got loads of different stories and different journeys to tell um, from their university past all the way through to their careers so far at ABB as well. Um, just to start with the introductions, we're joined by Jackie, who I've just mentioned, Head of Talent. Um, Jackie and I have worked together now for quite a few years. Jackie, don't want to show our ages, but quite a few years now. And honestly, Jackie does not know I'm going to say this, but she is one of the nicest people I, I work with. Um, she's such a people person. She's really enthusiastic <laughs> about people and really passionate about ABB. So honestly, if I, if I could choose i know my boss watches this i have to be careful but if i could choose another boss to my boss it would definitely be jackie because she's oh, absolutely lovely you're um, very kind you, you, are, you are it's true though jackie it's true i don't say this in every webinar <laughs> <laughs> um but jackie and her team you know, jackie's got you know a couple of people in her team as well and they will hold your hand along the way if you are thinking of applying to abb so what we're going to do now is move on to the introductions to the grads um, we're going to do a little, a little bit differently today. So we're also going to um, just describe what their hobbies are as well. Um, now, I want to do this because I just think it's so important to get across, you know, other extracurricular activities that you do. So it isn't just about what you're studying and what university you went to. Um, you know, Jackie and her team really want to know all about you as an individual as well. So what we're going to do is just touch on hobbies and interests. And then that, that will hopefully, you know, from you as an audience, spur on different ideas about what you do in your spare time um, and make sure you include those in your applications as well. So we're going to start with Sarah. I'm trying to find you on the screen. So Sarah is originally from Merseyside. Um, her hobbies are running and art. Um, Sarah joined ABB in 2018 after studying um, and in sorry studying mechanical. No, you're not. You didn't study mechanical. After studying <laughs> chemical engineering. Um, Sarah is now a process safety engineer um, at the Daresbury site in Cheshire. So thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thank you. Um, now to move on to Xiaotang. So you are from Jiang, Jiangsu, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm getting so good, good at this. <laughs> In China. Um, your hobbies are reading, movies and travelling. And you studied mechanical engineering. Um, a little bit different again because you did a PhD with ABB and you finished that a year ago and now you're a mechanical engineer at ABB. So thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Dan, on to you. Um, so you are originally from Gloucestershire. Um, hobbies, I'm interested in this, but hobbies include swing dancing, jive and travel. What is swing dancing? I'm going to digress. What is that? What is that? <laughs> sort of 19, uh, sort of like 20s, 30s and 40s, kind of Lindy Hop. Uh, it's kind of like fast sort of sociable dancing. So it's quite hard to do at the moment with coronavirus, obviously, but... <laughs> Uh, I got into it at uni actually, uh, loads yeah. of places to do it, like all over the country actually. Um, mm. Quite sort of sociable dancing as well. It's not like um, the sort of tango or like the waltz or anything where it's really sort of formal. It's just sort of fun. You can go to like events and sort of like dance with loads of people. So, Is it a bit like Northern Soul? No. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say it like that, no. <laughs> Jackie's just like, I, no. No, because I, I do that dancing. Though, I, I, I do Northern Soul dancing, but I've also done what Dan, Dan's talking about. They are different. Well, I love a bit of Northern Soul. If you don't know what Northern Soul is, get on YouTube, because it's really good to watch. <laughs> do <laughs> after the webinar, though, after the webinar. Oh, after the webinar, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 not now. <laughs> don't not do now. that now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Dan, I digress, and you didn't know I was going to do That's that. Right. <laughs> so Dan joined ABB in 2017 after studying chemical engineering again, um, and you now work as an engineer in measurements and analytics. Yeah. So Kanchan, on to you. Um, so you're from Mumbai in India. Your hobbies are cycling and nature walking. Um, you joined ABB in 2019 um, after finishing your Masters in Advanced Chemical Engineering and you now work as a Process Engineer. So thanks everybody for joining us today. Um, 
So I also thought it'd be really interesting um, when we spoke to the grads before to just to get together a couple of one-liners about why the, the grads wanted to join ABB in general. Um, so it'll just give you a flavour about why they wanted to join before then we move on to Jackie and find out more about ABB in general. So why they wanted to join? Um, to, learn from, to learn from the best and be part of a global leader, the opportunity to work in different sectors, to be involved in pioneering research. And I think this was you, Kanchan, but the graduate programme, from a technical and personal development point of view, it offered lots of different um, angles and perspectives. So, yes. perfect. So thanks very much everybody for that. Um, Jackie, on to you, if I may. Um, mm -hmm. So from your point of view, I know ABB is quite a complex company, isn't it? If I may, if I may say that, you've got lots of different areas and everything else. So in, in your words, how would you describe who ABB is? It's a very good question. And one where I always think, you know, if someone asks me out sort of in a, I don't know, a pub or a restaurant or something, you know, well, what do ABB do? It's really difficult to answer in one sentence because we're quite diverse in what we do. But we're basically an electrical engineering infrastructure company. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we actually manufacture kit uh, as well as, as also being consulting engineers to industry. So um, uh, we've got, you know, we've got four divisions and they're all slightly different. Um, but we, we work with um, uh, sort of uh, architects. We work with um, the, the process industries, but, you know, in terms of uh, we work with manufacturing industries. So um, if you sort of, you know, try and describe what we do in one sentence, you couldn't. Uh, but uh, we have, um, you know, the need for um, electrification uh, sort of uh, professionals, uh, uh, consulting engineers, also people um, who uh, might work at more lower, lower and medium voltage rather than high voltage um, uh, electrical infrastructure. So we used to um, have um, uh, high voltage as part of our portfolio, but that's sort of divested um, uh, not so long ago. So. Uh, we you know we, we deal with that uh, robotics automation um so all those things encompass sort of what we do but in one sentence this can't describe it yeah jackie you once described you once told a bit of a story about from pretend you're looking out from your you know your living room for example and the journey from the, the pylon all the way through into your home and yeah. I think that that gave, would you mind sharing that with the audience? Because I think that gave, it, it visualised it all to me. I think that was a really good example about how you described who ABB is. Okay. Well, all right then. So what we would do is, um, uh, before in the high voltage business that we used to run, we used to be involved with everything from a substation down to, if you like, the, the you know, in our homes, we've got our, our distribution board. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've all we can all relate to that when the when we get power cut we, we go in there and know all the time right yeah. so that that's basically um, the, the point but if you imagine in um, a large factory a school a warehouse um, uh, an uh, an arena you know um, that they have a large version of that basically that's fed in from the from the from um, the national grid into those places so we we actually. Uh, design um, if you like the uh, infrastructure that comes from that substation point or the into the the distribution board be it in, on a very large scale or down to the consumer level so um, but we, we because we're dealing with um, I'll just give an example of um, Emirates Stadium uh, Arsenal Stadium um, not that I'm biased I don't sport football so um, <laughs> But that, that we, we, we designed the infrastructure that goes into, you know, goes into the Emirates Stadium. So we, we've designed, you know, like sort of everything because it's a brand new stadium, you know, from the, from the point of the, uh, the, the power supply going into that stadium to, you know, powering all the kit. And also, you know, we, 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 we know we're, we're the people that, that design and make the, the, um, the invisible infrastructure because you don't think about it you don't even look at it do you yeah. you know sort of floodlights come on um you know and and basically how does that happen so that's part of what we do but if you think about all the consulting engineers that have to be involved with that um you know someone has to sort of like um you know not just design it but also help to commission it so 
we're, we're, that's why we're sort of um, we need all skill sets and that's why from a recruitment point of view we need you know uh, engineers that could do similar in um, we've got some process engineers with us today so they would do sort of very similar work with you know process engineering plant which um, you know from sort of safety aspects to you know f flow control to uh, all sorts of things in in that context so they would be looking at you know, being consultants to industry to make sure those plants are 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 safe, that yeah. we have sort of adequate testing uh, and also monitoring equipment in place. You know, we've got control panels. We make control panels. I mean, you go on and on. But yeah. <laughs> that is basically um, a bit of a, you know, a sort of analogy as well. So, yeah, the distribution board in the home is just part of it. It's just like a small example of what we do on a very, very big scale. Yeah. Thanks, Jackie. I think it's interesting when you do walk around in, in, you know, in my world, I've got so many logos in my mind for all the different employers who advertise with us. And when you see a logo, like on a control panel, distribution panel, it's like, oh, hey, BB, they're one of mine. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Remember the game we used to play, Cass? When we used to, before the COVID days, we used to go on to campus or go to employer, you know, offices and things like that. We used to be travelling down the M1 or wherever we'd be going. We'd do like a... <laughs> Every time we see one of our company names, we're like, there's Amy B, there's <laughs> all these things that we used to shout in ring. That's silly. But yeah, it's funny because before, I think before you're in the world, you kind of don't see, you don't think about it, do you? No. Um, you know, what all these yeah. companies are doing and the infrastructure and, and like you see now and you look out your window and all these different companies are really passing us by and putting all this infrastructure and everything yeah. in place and you don't think about it really do you you don't notice it, it just happens no. well this is why we're here though and this is why the <laughs> webinars are here just to get all your different messages across um, yeah jess i remember when i went to london and you were making me take pictures of me sitting next to all these different logos <laughs> just like like a right one and um, anyway back to jackie so jackie um Maybe you mentioned the different um, roles available, but what type of role would a student be able to apply for at ABB? Um, yeah, generally, um, what we would have is um, vacancies for um, electrical, electronic, software engineering, uh, chemical engineering, mechanical engineering. Um, uh, I think that's more or less sort of the, the, the usual one, although we're actually branching into um, sort of different types sort of uh, and certainly going more digital. Yeah, uh, that will become sort of a future need, really. Um, but in general terms, um, even if you've just sort of um, you started off in any of those sort of disciplines, you could end up in a, in a completely different sort of um type of role further down the line because of the you know sort of you know like become a project manager you know so so you've got an engineering background but, but you become a project manager and you develop different skill sets going to you might want to sort of go into management um yeah. so it's a starting point uh, of a career journey but yeah. those are the normal disciplines we recruit from yeah and i think as well jack that was a myth that you wanted to bust wasn't it it's you're not just open to chemical engineers either you know you're open to different disciplines i know that's a point that you wanted to make as well yeah um, sure. so your graduate program then before we go on to meet the grads um what 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 makes the abb graduate program different to other programs which are available to the students yeah i mean it's a good question and the grads might be able to articulate that by, by being part of those programmes as well. But yeah. we, um, we have um, uh, a, a usually a cohort of probably higher numbers um, in previous years than this year, to be, to be fair. COVID had a big impact on that. But um, uh, so say you've got a group of, say, 15 grads or 20 grads. It's quite a small group. Yeah. compared to what sort of some, uh, our larger competitors could have. But that makes it more of a sort of a more bespoken, more of a family um, sort of uh, um, group as opposed to, um, you know, being lost in a, you know, sort of 100 grads being on a, on a, a global programme or whatever. So we tend to sort of um, nurture that group in a two-year sort of programme uh, and they, they sort of do things like outward bound sort of um, uh, events in, in the Lake District. And uh, um, I mean, they will, they will tell you about sort of their experiences on, on that programme itself. But yeah. you, you can see sort of when, you know, at the very start when 
when our grads walk in the door, if you like, to, to when they've been with us a couple of years. They are different people to me, um, yes. you know, and they're more confident. And, um, and also they've, 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 um, uh, they've bonded with their, their peer group, um, you know, so that you've, you've actually got, you know, that collective who have been working together, being given projects together and, um, and you know, form bonds with, you know, the, the cohort group that, that, that they belong to. So it's not too big. Um, and uh, also it gives them a wide exposure to ABB sort of, and potentially ABB globally if they, if they want to, to do that, because some grads that we had have, have moved on to sort of global careers or, or, or moved into virtually in other countries as part of their development. So, yeah. Um, so, so generally, um, uh, I think that that's what I feel is different. Um, mm -hmm. Not forgetting that we do have a global program as well, which is different to our, to the UK one. Um, and uh, if you're on a global program, it's more of a rotational program. Yeah. So, so someone sort of could could actually join um, on that program, say in Spain, and do a one um, a, a part of the rotation, do a stint in the UK or or, or Canada or China. Or, so there there are global programs as well um, that are run by by sort of global, not 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 myself. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Thanks, Jackie. And we'll also um, advertise us all of the positions on Grad Kraken. So if anybody out there wants to um, apply, we're not currently open um, for opportunities. Um, but we will be shortly, we're thinking, Jack, in the you know, next couple of months, um, we're, we're hoping. Um, we're, we're probably, be, to be realistic, probably going to be definitely sort of say January. And, and yeah. um, it's uh, difficult to predict for next year what, what we're going to need. Um, but the, the way around it as well is to open up a talent community. So in the absence of actually uh, actual uh, sight of the vacancies that we'll have, we can open up a talent community, in which case you can lodge your interest in ABB that way. Um, by just being part of that and, and you're, at, you're sort of you're consenting to us to hold your your, your cv for the uh, for the next sort of 12 months so going into 2021 because we don't know do we at the moment um uh, we've got your, your your details and then we'd ask you back then to to, to probably answer a question there to give us your you know where your uh, areas of interest are and um particularly note, noting any work experience that, that you might have had uh, on your CV, really important, because even if it's not engineering work experience, um, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you've um, in, within your, your uh, been a graduate, you know, typically you can be working in a, um, you know, for a retailer, um, <laughs> McDonald's is quite common, you know, but, you know, this, this is what jobs that you would have, you know, whilst you're a graduate. But you, you'd, you'd be surprised how how important they are because one is you've you've actually gone into the world of work and that's quite important and to, to, and depending what sort of type of role it is if, it, if it's engineering orientated great uh, but it doesn't matter if it isn't um, it's like, you know it's preferable if you if you've worked in an engineering environment but it doesn't it's not the it's not it's not it's not the be all and end all you know to actually have some work experience. Uh, in retail means you've got you've got um, you've got customer skills you know customer service skills um because yeah. you know we hadn't been in a customer facing environment so well, it all matters perfect thanks jackie um so yeah obviously don't forget you can follow abb on grad cracker as well to be alerted for when their opportunities do open and we'll send you an email and push notification and um, we'll end with jackie a little bit later on but jess i'm going to hand over to you and the grads and then we can speak in more detail about their journeys Brilliant. Thank you, Carla. So, Sarah, I'm going to start with you, if that's okay. Um, I know when we spoke just before the webinar, you were keen to discuss the misconceptions around ABB. Uh, I know Jackie's just explained who you are, um, but is there anything that you quickly wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think Jackie covered it a little bit. I guess I just kind of wanted to say that when I applied to ABB, I was there on Grad Cracker looking through anything that accepted chemical engineers, and I applied to ABB, and I'd applied to loads of companies and I had an offer already and I didn't really know what ABB did. I thought of them as an electrical company that did robots and industrial automation. So I kind of applied to them, not quite fully knowing what the role would be. Um, and I went through the application process and got to the assessment day. And then actually seeing the office and speaking to the people, I realized that in the consulting business, it was actually very chemical engineering and it wasn't robotics at all. It was using a lot of my degree and I think the thing is with ABB that it is so huge and they're in so many different sectors. 
um, you can't really judge what your role would be until until you go through that process and then you, you mm -hmm. find out what it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I guess don't just think of ABB as an electrical company or don't just think of them as doing chemical engineering or one thing or another. As Jack, Jackie kind of explained, it's very broad. Um, so yeah, be open-minded when it comes to ABB. They are quite huge. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. That's a good bit of advice there as well. Um, so if we could kind of go back to the beginning for you, you, Sarah, if you could kind of tell me a bit more about the application process. Obviously, you found the role on Gradcracker, fantastic, looking in the right place, and then you start putting your application in. How did that experience go for you? Um, so I found it very similar to other, the standard kind of application process. I think it was a CV and a cover letter. Um, and then there was some online tests, maths and English. Um, so the kind of thing that if you do the practice tests, I'm sure everyone's had a, had come across these in, in other applications. It was all very standard. Um, and then after that, there was an invitation to an assessment day. I'm not sure how this is going to work in the future with COVID. Yeah. But um, that was kind of a few people and you kind of had to debate something in a team and also show presentation skills and... Um, they might have been going through the, yeah, going through the online tests again, but it was just kind of a, a full on day where you're in a room with um, different people applying for the same role and you had to do kind of like a group project mm -hmm. um, and there were people assessing you throughout the day. And then there was the, the standard interview as well. Actually, as part of the interview, the interview was quite um, fun. It was like kind of technical. You were given kind of a, a P and ID almost, so a drawing and you had to kind of explain what um, safety features that, that was missing from that and kind of just talk through it. So it was kind of technical, but they just wanted to see how you think. There was no right or wrong answer as such. So it's quite a, a mixed day on the assessment day. But it was nice to meet people and see what the role would actually be. Yeah, definitely. So when you, obviously you've mentioned that, you know, preparation is key, but um, what, kind of any, what kind of other hints and tips would you give to someone, you know, the, the audience now thinking about applying to ABB potentially in January, what other advice would you give them? Um, I guess when it comes to the application itself, um, having a strong CV and cover letter and talking about your other interests and how that fits in, mm -hmm. um, the kind of standard approach for that, just, yeah, um, just keeping it broad and what, whatever experience you may have kind of fitting that into the role. So like Jackie was saying with customer service, all that kind of thing. Yeah. But then when it comes to the assessment day, if you're ever in kind of one of those group situations, um, I think other people that have been involved in this would agree. The most important thing is to just, is to listen to others and draw people in. Because they just want to see that you're a nice person that's easy to work with and that you'll listen to people and bring their opinions into the group, but also voice your own. So it's yeah. not just about being the loudest. There was one guy on my day who didn't end up getting the job who was just really annoying because he was just talking and talking and what he said just didn't make sense. And that's not what people want to see. So you just need to be just nice and friendly, but also make sure you're not too quiet. But it's not all about just blazing guns, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, just being kind of nice and normal. <laughs> just be normal. Caption <laughs> for the webinar. Be nice and normal. <laughs> um, okay, so going on to obviously you're successful, which is fantastic. You got through the application process. Um, and now in the world of work, what does your role entail now? And um, tell me us a bit about what life is like for you at the moment, Sarah. Yeah, so at the minute, I'm in the process safety team. So when I started, I was in kind of more process engineering um, and I've moved across. Um, into process safety which is actually a really good place to be in in terms of the COVID because safety is one of those things that hasn't stopped it's not like in terms of other projects they might be put on hold because oh we don't know what's happening but you can't really afford to put a pause on safety projects so we've been really busy and been ongoing um, day to day I'm in the consulting business so we work a lot with clients um, so depending on, there's a lot of waiting for information from clients. So sometimes it can be quite full on trying to meet a, a deadline, a financial deadline. Mm -hmm. And other times it can be a little bit waiting for information. And in those times, there's plenty of other things to be cracking on with. Um, I've also kind of just come off the graduate scheme. So recently been working on a graduate project, which other people might talk about a little bit as well. Um, but on a day to day, I've kind of been doing working with one client in particularly and help, helping them to just meet 
the legislative requirements around the it's a like chemical engineering process safety kind of role so i'm guessing at the moment um you're working from home with the current situation yeah. so do you get to see your team much do you still get to interact with them are you still getting that kind of connection um with everyone in in your team how's that looking for you at the moment um so initially when we started working from home our our manager so kancham is in the same team as me so she might oh, speak okay. as well um yeah. We've had like a nine o'clock meeting every morning, which I found really, really useful um, just to see people's faces and just even as like a small chat um, and just to see how other people are getting on and learn from each other to try and recreate that office environment. Because as a graduate, you take it for granted how useful it is to just turn around and ask what people are doing or someone can quickly help you with something. Um, so we kind of kicked off COVID with having this morning meeting, um, but we're quite heavily involved on Teams. So constantly ringing people up um, and having that face-to-face -face contact um, with people in the team. So it hasn't, it hasn't been too bad. I have missed the office a little bit, but it's the new normal now, I suppose. Yeah. It's, again, a good bit of advice there. You know, everyone at the moment, we're all kind of going through this new norm and you know, being at home, being a bit restricted. But asking questions is still really key. You know, even if you're going, the students that are listening now, like the first year of university or even in the final year and um, so I know it's kind of odd for everyone but asking questions again and reaching out to people and creating those networks still is, is still really important so if you can make sure you do that and um, so kind of moving on to develop then and development sorry um, I know your development at ABB includes this Excel program and um, so can you tell us a bit more about what all the Excel program entails and how it works? Okay, um, so I, when I applied to ABB, I'd never really heard of this Excel program. I was just working and then I got an email one day inviting me to it. Um, but it was introduced the year above me. So it was relatively, I've been at ABB two years, so it's a relatively new program. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of aimed at, ABB have targets. And there was an email yesterday actually saying that they've got a target to have, I think, 30%, so double the number of female engineers in management positions. And as well as having these targets and these figures around diversity, they're kind of they're, they're working really hard to like to change misconceptions about um, female engineers and going into management. So there's this Excel program, which is basically connecting all the female graduates from across Europe. Um, right. So I got to go to Germany, to Sweden, on we had a virtual session as well, um, and we learned lots of things. It was kind of soft skills based but learning about unconscious bias and why people might have the tendency to and we do it ourselves to um associate with people of similar backgrounds and all the barriers that can prevent female engineers in particular progressing to the higher levels in in all engineering companies and all large companies really and it's run by an external company and it was just really fascinating and it was nice to one build that network with other female engineers across across europe so i've got like a a broader connection with people in different countries which is really nice but also just just learning from tips and advice about um there was some leadership skills and it was just nice to feel that ABB is actually really supporting this and not yeah. just saying these things but actually actively investing in in us yeah um, so that was really good and that was across the two years split up into three different sessions and now I have um like a teams every month have a chat with all the girls and it's nice, it's quite interesting over COVID to see what's going on in Sweden and chat to yeah. all different people in different parts of the business. So it was just nice for networking and a really, that was a really good thing that I've been involved in. That sounds fantastic. So in terms of um, where you're at now in your current, current position, um, is it right that you're on the path to becoming chartered? Is that, is that your current plan at the moment? And I'm guessing ABB is helping you a lot with that. Yeah, so that was one of my drivers for ending up choosing ABB as a company. Um, in my bit of the business, pretty much everyone, all the engineers that I'm surrounded by are either chartered engineers, fellows of the, well, for iChemi, iMechi, or they're on the route to get there. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a fortunate position where, um, well, ABB are kind of pushing us to look at our competencies and write reports um, and send those through just to keep a track of our work. But then yeah. also in reviews, I can identify areas that I'm kind of lacking a bit and then push to get the experience to fill those gaps. Yeah. Um, also, there's people around me that I, I've, I've viewed their reports to get chartered and 
there's a, yeah, there's a lot of support and it's just the people around really that are kind of, it's nice to be in that environment where you feel like you can see the roots to getting chartered because everyone around you is bit the other graduates that are above you have been through it. Yeah, that network of yeah. support, which is nice. Great, well, thank you very much, Sarah. Uh, Dan, I'm going to move on to you next, if that's okay. Um, yep. Now, your role sounds a bit technical. For everyone that probably knows me, I am not technical. Yeah. <laughs> so please, could you describe um, a bit about what you do and the impact that you have at ABB? So I'm working in measurement and analytics uh, in ABB Stonehouse. And so I sort of help... Um, the calibration of ABB's uh, measurement sort of uh, instrumentation that they produce. So things like uh, flow meters, pH probes, turbidity probes, that kind of thing. Um, it'll be, I guess the way I sort of impact would be to make sure that all the instrumentation that we produce uh, is sort of accurate enough. It's to the standards that we follow um, and I sort of keep production going uh, efficiently uh, on a sort of day-to-day -day basis. And then um, what does your kind of day look like on a, a daily basis? So, you know, what's a typical day like for you? It's kind of a blend, really, because um, I'll be doing some ongoing projects where they beginning over the course of a few months. I'll be sort of uh, doing some programming, doing some research, uh, that kind of thing. And then each day I'll sort of have somebody sort of contact me from the production line saying, hey, we've got this issue, do you mind coming, having a look, doing some troubleshooting? So mm -hmm. I sort of head down to the production line, um, work with the operators down there, sort of have a chat, sort of see what the issue is, help them sort of solve whatever's going on and sort of keep production ticking over. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, I'm a, a graduate manufacturing engineer, so I think it's the manufacturing is where, is, is my role really. It's, uh, it's keeping production going basically. Yeah. So I'm guessing you'll have quite a lot of crossover then with other teams, will you? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's one of the things I actually really enjoy about this is I'm not just working with my team all the time. I'm, I'm working with the operators on the production line. Um, I'll go and talk to D&D. I'll be talking with QA quite a lot because um, on the production line, we've got to keep everything to the standard. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So it sounds like you have quite a bit of responsibility. So I, I guess that's... Sorry, Dan, uh, just yeah, I'd say so. Uh, me and my team do. Sorry. So does that sounds like you've got quite a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I think manufacturing engineering does. Um, mm -hmm. The production engineers here, we sort of, yeah, a reasonable amount of responsibility. Um, all of ABB's products are sort of certified by UCAS, uh, which is the UK accreditation service. And so we've got to make sure that all the rigs that we're using, all the calibration rigs, they're running at the right flow rates, they're running for the right amount of time, or the accuracy uh, that we're measuring to is correct so that we can sell them, we can tell our customers that the, the error, the tolerances, everything are perfect. And so, yeah, me and my team sort of make sure that all of our equipment is, is running perfectly like that. So that, that's our responsibility, yeah. So in terms of uh, the different projects you've worked on so far, what's been your favorite one that you've worked on? I think, probably the one I'm working on at the moment, actually. Okay. Um, I'm helping to design this new calibration software. I'm quite sort of software-based, actually. I, I did chemical engineering, but I'm, I'm kind of moving into software. Okay. The production engineering team. Right. Um, so I'm designing calibration software, and it's for a, an instrument called a, a turbidity probe. And I've never worked on them before. I've mostly been working on flow meters. I think that's why I'm enjoying it, because I'm working with a lot of um, people that I haven't worked with uh, whilst I've been at ABB before. Mm -hmm. learning about the turbidity probes, working with the design engineers, working with the operators, finding out more about this instrument so that I can design the software for it. Um, I'm talking with the operators uh, because they're the people who are going to be running the software, using it to do the calibration. And I'm kind of talking with them, finding out what they think would be good in calibration software, what they'd find useful if they're running it every single day. Yeah. Um, just finding out. And, and also I get the sort of the chance to run tests as I'm designing and as I'm programming um, every mm -hmm. day. So th this is definitely the most interesting thing I've worked on so far. Could you have imagined yourself were going into this kind of role? If, you know, you said you initially did chemical engineering, you know, when you first started the grad programme, did you imagine your career, you know, so far taking the, the path it has? Um, not really. I mean, 
with chemical engineering, I, there's always a, a sort of computer element to it, I suppose, but I never sort of realized I'd go uh, into software this much. I'm using LabVIEW quite a lot. Uh, we learned a little bit about that at university. Um, and I'm looking into getting certified uh, in that. ABB might be paying for me to go and do a certification course on that and get some qualifications. Oh, fantastic, okay. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, starting off here just with sort of uh, graduate chemical engineering skills, I didn't realize I was going to go down the sort of software path, but I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm glad that I have sort of gone this direction. So talking of training, and that was going to be one of my next questions, actually. Um, obviously, yeah. Sarah, you kind of touched on a bit of the, the training that, that you uh, have experienced. How does your training differ, if at all, to, to what Sarah experienced? Probably the, uh, the technical side of things. Um, yeah. I probably will have done quite a lot more software-based things. Uh, if, Sarah, you're doing a more sort of uh, chemical engineering-based, safety-based role. I'm doing a more software-based one. Uh, I guess a lot of the soft skills would have been the same. Um, Presentation-based mm -hmm. things, um, project management-based things, maybe. Um, I've done very specific training in uh, measurement of uncertainty. That's probably one of the most important ones I've done because of, uh, like I mentioned, ABB's products being certified by UCAS, uh, having to make sure that everything's calibrated to sort of very fine standards. Um, I've requested uh, training that I think would count towards my chartership. Um, and ABB has been really good at sort of making, like, helping me arrange that, making sure that I can do the training that I want. Um, yeah. I decided last year that I wanted to go on a pressure relief valve training course. Um, I think that would sort of apply to my chemical engineering knowledge. And my line manager was perfectly happy to help me arrange that, um, help me sort of uh, arrange the travel, help arrange the transport to go on the, the course. And it's, uh, it's applied towards my chartership, essentially. So I think that's one of the best things about ABB is that if you want to do your own training, not just the training that the company needs you to do, it's yeah. quite easy to arrange that with the company and they're perfectly happy to help you uh, do your own training. That's brilliant, isn't it? Fantastic. Well, thank you very yes. much, Dan. Um, Kanchan, I'm going to move on to you next, if, if that's okay. And if possible, I want to start back at the beginning uh, for your early experience um, of even going, you know, coming to the UK and you deciding to study uh, 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 Imperial. So if you could just tell me, you know, what made you initially um, come to Imperial? So um, I did apply to many universities, not many, seven universities in the US as well. And I got okay. into three of them mm -hmm. for chemical engineering masters. But uh, then I got an email from Imperial College London. Right. So uh, yeah, considering it a really prestigious university um, and also the fact that the course which I applied to here, which is um, MSc in Advanced ChemEng with Biotechnology. So I specialized in biotech, which is hopefully the future. So um, I was really interested in that course. And um, hence, that was one of the factors which made me change my decision to um, go to the US and come to the UK instead. Brilliant. Okay. And in, in terms of, um, you know, obviously you decided to do that you know your career could have gone in any different way couldn't it you know being where you are now doing what you're doing now you know looking back you could have been doing something completely different so um how how would you feel about it you know looking back and kind of reminisce on where you are now and and you know how, how far you've come um i think it's been um really adventurous experience I mean, obviously, I had many obstacles and challenges when I first came into the UK uh, for my uni, but um, I'd say I had an advantage over the other international students because my dad lives here. I mean, he's been okay. here for the ten, past 10, 15 years, right. of course, visiting us uh, back home and us visiting him here in London. Yeah. So um, I kind of had um, an overview of what the UK has to offer, obviously, along with the terrible UK weather, which is very famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, north, it's even worse up here. I know. <laughs> I hate a bit of blue sky today. <laughs> yeah, it's very surprising. I feel so, like um, it actually because the sun keeps coming in on me. I'm just making the most of it before it gets all rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was one of um, a huge support, I would say, uh, for my time through the uni. And um, 
I would say apart from that, other challenges were making new friends out of the uni, which I never made in London, unfortunately. Um, and also, well, adapting to the curriculum and the style of writing their reports and everything that was completely different as mm-hmm. compared to what I did back in uh, my university in Mumbai. So, um, but I think there was some, there were like, a similar similar people like me who were on the same journey as me so we were kind of sailing through the same boat mm-hmm. um so there was you know we talked it out in teamworks and projects and uh, tried understanding and getting the best of the course obviously it was a one-year course um so everything was cramped in one you had one assignment deadline and the next just right after it Mm-hmm. and so on so um it was kind of difficult but it definitely um leveraged me up and you know upskilled me in a way of managing and organizing mm-hmm. uh my things which is obviously very helpful to me when i'm at work now so that i mean i, I have definitely grown um during my time in the uk that's for sure so it's a golden experience overall so um what initially kind of attracted you to abb so um as i did my I, i as i was doing my msc Uh, from Imperial College in London. We were taken through a tour in the carbon capture plant, which is installed by ABB, operated by ABB and their control systems and stuff. So um, I initially had no idea that ABB was involved in process industries as well, because as mentioned uh, by by you, uh, ABB is more into motion and electrical uh, side of the things. So I had no idea that they do have a process safety process engineering department. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, then while I was applying and going through the different companies for looking out for graduate programs, um, I decided to also apply to ABB, of course. And uh, the most appealing thing was that ABB does not only focus on oil and gas primarily. So it is into varied number of fake, uh, sectors like pharmaceuticals, specialty chemicals, as well as renewable energy. And obviously um, uh, that really amplified my interest in ABB. Also the um, variety of background a variety of people from different backgrounds and uh, different levels of experience that I'd be getting to work with um, is is really, uh, which was important from my career perspective. That's what attracted me to apply to ABB. Um, brilliant. So what does your role entail now, um, Kan Chan? So uh, I am uh, in the process safety department, same as uh, Sarah. So I'm in the first year of my graduate program. So I am involved in doing a lot of risk assessments on sites and um, uh, COMA reports as well. So COMA stands for Control of Major Accidents and Hazards. Uh, so I've, uh, I'm training in and around those areas. Uh, also, I, event, I mean, sometimes I'm involved in hazard scribing local prescribing for my seniors. Uh, well, not only this, but the graduate program has a lot to offer, not only, uh, you know, technical aspects of things, but also personality development and leadership skills and trying and polishing them. So that's my overall role at the minute as a graduate. And um, so you've got another two years left on the program, is that right? Uh, another one year, actually. I mean, uh, the span of the graduate program is basically two to four years. Obviously, it depends on uh, when you get your chartership because you're th- training, you're being trained through that too. So two to four years, I would say. And I'm first year through and um, I'm in, I'm, I'll be going into the second year now in November. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's very much fun. I mean, uh, the fun activities and um, modules which have been organized by the HR throughout the past year. Obviously, it's very unfortunate that it's all become so virtual. You can't really go anywhere and have that social interaction, uh, which is a part of the experience and is very important. Uh, But um, I've been receiving a lot of training uh, on the graduate program, like Sarah mentioned about the Excel 
training. It was unfortunately all virtual. I couldn't go to Germany. No. <laughs> so uh, that was a drawback. But uh, it was fun meeting other female graduates and uh, knowing them. And we have these um, online chats on Teams and keeping in contact with them on WhatsApp. So it's really good for networking, I think. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but uh, the graduate program uh, offers you to interact with and be in projects with other graduates from the UK as well. So for example, I just attended um, soft skills module training with other graduates around the UK. So uh, in, from various departments and not only my department like process. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really great uh, it was a really great session because it helped me reflect on my working style and um, it was actually mirroring of what I'm doing and how I, how I can be better um, you know the personality development side and leadership skill as well so it was really helpful it sounds it. Well, thank you very much, uh, Kanchan. Um, Shao Tang, I'm going to move to you, if that's okay, last but certainly not least. Um, oh. Can you um, kind of tell everyone where you are at the moment in terms of your career? Because I know nearly a year ago now, you finished your PhD, which you did with ABB. Um, so can you talk to us a bit about, um, the, go back actually, let's, let's talk a bit about your PhD that you did with ABB and um, how that all came about. Um, yeah, um, starting, so I'm going to start with, uh, it's going to be five years ago, I think, when I finished my master's, also at Imperial, um, so I did my uh, four year, five year, actually five year at Imperial with one year in industry and then I, uh, I did this um, master's project on uh, ultrasonic flow meters uh, with my supervisor mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end of the project uh, my supervisor said uh, look and uh, this this um, opportunity that you know based on your um, master's uh, project result and ABB want to find want to fund uh, a, a PhD opportunity uh, to a student that uh, continue to do some research on this for another four years. So I said, wow, okay, right. yeah, it was, uh, it's very yeah. it's a fantastic opportunity. So yeah. I took it and um, go on for four years and things until last year, yep. uh, December, then uh, we had a, a very long chat actually with last um, May or like six, three months before I graduate, we had a long chat about how I'm going to fit in ABB and uh, you know, what the role is going to be like in the future. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's kind of career chat and then see whether um, we are both happy with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can continue being uh, as an ABB employee and in Stonehouse. So, yeah. Research then you did for um, during your four year PhD with ABB. Is that now your kind of day job? Are you working on the research that you kind of worked on or what kind of? Where are you at now with it all? Uh, it's a bit different. And so obviously uh, because of uh, COVID-19 as well. Um, mm. So my topic is ultrasonic flow meters. Um, so the ABB is actually a specialist of uh, electromagnetic flow meters, which is both flow meters, but they're in different principle. And uh, my sort of project, the intention five years ago of uh, ABB was to actually to investigate and evaluate whether this is sort of a, a, a technology that they can take on as a, as a, as a part of their production line and then their, uh, as in their uh, product portfolio. Mm. And after four years of uh, research, and then obviously we had like quarterly report um, uh, evaluation of this uh, technology. Um, we said it's, it's, it's very good, but currently it's sort of um, it's a change of strategy. Uh, maybe it's not too much to talk about that. It's, it's a bit confidential. That, <laughs> that, uh, they, they said, yeah, so, so, so now it's, uh, I mean, more involved in uh, their electromagnetic flow meters. But mm -hmm. a lot of things that sort of can be learned from PhD can be applied uh, on the actual job roles. So like simulation and all the experimental skills and, and the thinking and all the uh, transferable skills. Mm. 
Mm. Uh, so I'm now working on a bit more wide range, like um, uh, so. Flowmeter is belonging to all the instrumentational kind of um, process uh, instrumentation uh, area. So I'm also on uh, working on analytical projects such as the gas analyzer and um, continuous water analysis. Right. The content is more about um, uh, design and uh, experimenting uh, and design testing on the new product launch. Can I ask what that product is? Oh, it's currently the, the gas product is continuous gas. So it's to uh, analyze the oxygen content uh, in, the, uh, field, in the field. Right, I uh, see. The, yeah. So you've mentioned a kind of what you've achieved over the last five years. What's your five-year plan going forward and where can you see yourself being within ABB? Um, five years time. Uh, yeah, I was uh, hoping that because we discussed that it, because coming from school to industry is obviously a very different. So we agreed that it's actually good for me to sort of do trainings uh, along with other graduates so that uh, I get a feel of how industry will look like and the commercialization stuff. Um, and then I think uh, we said it would be really good if in the long term, in the future, that uh, I could be in the role of a sort of technical lead or consultancy that stands be between the industry and uh, academia research or corporate research so that we can feed those very emerging technology into uh, industry, into production. So that would be very exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you were to kind of, if anyone's listening out there that, you know, are thinking of doing a PhD, what advice would you give them? Um, first of all, I think it, the absolutely essential thing to do is to finish your degree great. is <laughs> like to, to focus on your current project and, and make sure you do your master's project um, in a, to a good level because I mean, that, uh, to be honest, that's, that's your biggest opportunities with your supervisor to obtain a PhD. Or it also at the same time, prove that you have the research ability to proceed further with other projects, with other supervisors. Um, and I think, I mean, uh, the other thing is, um, ABB actually have a, a lot of links with the college and you probably don't realize it because they're, they're probably in the process of applying or setting up the project and still applying for the funding and doing some final um, documentation. Uh, at that time, they, they won't sort of advertise that out on the website. So I think um, reach out to the, all the, the, the supervisors or your lectures and finding out what they're, they're involved with because mm. as far as I know, um, especially in the engineering field, um, PhD, uh, the lectures, they have a lot of links with um, industry. So they have a lot of this project coming on, especially with uh, ABB with, um, like Kenchen mentioned, the uh, carbon capture project as a huge project in the Imperial. And they include, uh, recruit a lot of um, PhDs. Mm -hmm. So um, I think to reach out and look out for those opportunities, but. I mean, doing your own project good is the, is the first thing yeah. to do. Also, um, the other way is uh, you join ABB first. <laughs> That's a very important step. And ABB is really sort of focused and they really, really um, 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 help you to achieve your personal goals. So in my um, department, so design, design development, and they help people achieve the master's degree and help people to achieve uh, the part-time PhD. Now, it, it might take a long time, but <laughs> I mean, it, if you are willing to do it, then I think ABB is willing to um, support um, for you for that, um, provided uh, you have the opportunity to do that. But yeah, yeah in, that, in that route, you need to first enter ABB. <laughs> well, thanks, Xiao Tang, and welcome back, Dan. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Is he here? Hi. 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 <laughs> Guys, I'm really sorry about that. 
<laughs> no, it's fine. Don't you worry. Um, so Jackie and Carla, I'm going to hand back to you guys, but uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, that was a very detailed um, explanation of all the different roles you do. Um, so thank you very much for that. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, everybody. Um, so Jackie, I know we had a bit of, you know, Q&A at the end um, to finish off the webinar, but I think, you know, you answered a lot of, a lot of you know, the questions that I had right at the beginning. Um, but from an ABB perspective, what one thing would you look for in um, a graduate applying to ABB? What, what is the, the key thing that you want to see in an application? Um, yeah, it's, it's something that um, would differentiate you above your well, your competition, really, which if you imagine, we, we get a, a lot of applications. Um, you know, um, I remember at its peak one year, we had 4,000 applications for our graduate roles. Um, but, uh, well, you know, that was, that, was, that was a peak year. Um, yeah. But, you know, we do get, it can go into sort of even a couple of thousand or, you know, certainly uh, several hundred. Uh, depends how many roles we've got, of course. Yeah. Um, but... Um, these are different times at the moment. We are actually seeing a surge of uh, applications generally, not just graduate roles, just generally at the moment. There's a lot of people actually at home, online, looking at jobs. So that's a growing trend. So um, yeah, you've got to stand out from, from the rest. Now, how do you do that? So as I mentioned before, um, uh, you um, would have to probably make sure you've got a very succinct CV, two pages. Don't make it longer than two pages. Be very sort of, concise use bullet points sort of but not not completely just sort of break it up so that um uh you've got all the relevant information in but including your hobbies and interests as well because yeah. it gives a sort of um a good feel for sort of like your you know your interest outside of um, the workplace and you know whether you're sporty whether you like sort of team sports or uh, whether you're involved in uh, and even whether you like volunteering or anything like that all those things are important and as mentioned about the job the job thing as well in terms of whatever uh, job you might have had in, in you know sort of to supplement your 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 graduate um income you know sort of those things are, are actually relevant but even work experience that you might have had as part of your course perfect you know obviously to to make that make you stand out but i think um you also might want to think about um we do we, we use psychometrics um i think um um sarah mentioned about sort of doing uh, when she was actually being recruited we had assessment centers running then and also um ran psychometric testing um with covid you know that's just right was really challenging to sort of even think about that we want you know i love assessment centers and, and all that lot but um We've had to really change our approach and I think other companies have as well. And so you'll probably find a lot more on online testing uh, that now is a more of a, a bit of a reliance on that to sort of filter candidates too. Um, so what we've, we've used is um, uh, this year is um, a product called HireView. And HireView is a, a video interview um, a process. So, uh, and it, it's interlinked with tests and gaming and, and so, the experience for, for you to sort of um, expect there would be that um, uh, we would certainly long list first. We wouldn't put everyone through that. We'd probably long list and short list and put the short list through um, a higher view screening. Um, and it's the next best thing to an assessment centre at the moment in terms of, uh, I know it's sort of, you're not in the same room as, 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 uh, as the group um, in the good old days of assessment centres, but it's, uh, it's quite a common sort of practice now. Other companies will also be having a similar approach. So um, you might want to sort of practice online tests, you know, you know, go on, go on the internet and just start to sort of like get a feel of what that looks like um, uh, is my, is my suggestion. Um, I think I've sort of got, I've just got looking at the crib list here in terms of um, uh, mentioning that. But yeah, we, um, so we, we've basically um, we've changed the process that we work to, um, but it doesn't mean that at the end of the day, once we've actually uh, uh, looked at the results of the higher view assessment, We'll, we'll, we'll actually then have a face-to-face -face interview because if we're actually, you know, offering you, offering you a job of employment, one, you want to go to the place of work ideally and, and meet the, who would be your managers and discuss and have a, a proper conversation. So, but we save that for the final stage and it's usually one-on-one -on -one because of COVID at the moment. Um, we don't know what's going to happen next year, but it's quite likely we'll follow the same process next year.
Perfect. Thank you, Jackie. And yeah, we've. If you want any um, information on, you know, virtual assessment centres and everything else, make sure you get onto the career centre as well. And um, we've got lots of different employers and um, from loads of different perspectives, and um, giving their hints and tips on there. So make sure you go and have a look. So yeah, thank you everybody for joining us today. It's been really insightful. Um, I hope everybody's found it as interesting as Jessica and I have. Um, next week, I am taking a break, everyone. I am, I am going to, I know, can you believe it? I'm going to watch the webinar um, from a student's point of view. Yes, I get to sleep on a Wednesday night. And um, <laughs> it, is, it is with Jessica and yes. Soph, um, and they are going to be having an interview with the RAF. So the famous Royal Air Force. So join Jess and Surf next week, same time, same place. And I'll be back the week after with Johnson Maffey. So thanks everybody. And I'll see you again soon. Bye everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.